Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Bike Talk. My name is Terry Toop. Today's show is called Show Me The Way. Today we're going to discuss the how browsers were created, developed in the early stages, and how each one is used in, um, when we search for items on the internet. And we're going to get into the development, how they created, when they started, basically. And then we're going to talk about the various browsers that are out there in the market. Okay? So there's, there's a bunch of them, but we're going to talk about the main ones that are out there. And then we'll discuss how the variations between them are a little different than others. So we'll get into that. And then we're going to talk a little bit about college football and NFL. And if we have time, we're going to talk about some other things that come up in the world. But we're going to keep it simple. And I just recently heard that uh, they're going away from the 2-in-1 uh, computers, which I think is great. And we'll, we'll talk about that a little briefly. Briefly, briefly. And then uh, what else we're going to talk about? Then basically we're going to talk about the, today's weather, what we got planned for the weekend. And, and that's basically it. So ladies and gentlemen, let's get started. And we're going to, let's see, let's get the show started. All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, my name is Terry Duke, and the name of the show today is called Show Me The Way. And let's just tune out the music, you know. We're going to keep it down. We're going to turn it off a little bit, ladies and gentlemen. My Barry White voice is not very good. <laughs> all right, so today is September 17th, if I'm correct. 17th of September. Wow, time's, time's flying by. Just just a few weeks ago, it was Labor Day weekend. Now, look at it. It's the 17th of September already. We're halfway through the month already, and October's right around the corner. So, yeah, it's a beautiful day here in Maryland. I hope everyone else, I don't know where you are, but I hope you're enjoying It's a beautiful day here. I'm going to check out a, a music uh, concert, not so much a concert, it's a music festival they're having today, and Ellicott, they call it Ellicott, but I call it Ellicott City, Maryland, I'm not from here, I'm from Maryland, so, but in Ellicott City, they're having a musical festival today, it's from noon to seven, eight o'clock, I think, I went last year, and it was a great time, they played all the old school stuff, um, some new stuff, but mostly they play a lot of old funk, Stuff like that. that was, it was really nice. And they had a jazz set that was down there. A trio like the old Birdland. Like you go see in Birdland back in the day. They had jazz sets. It was beautiful. Really beautiful. Then they had like a Cajun group that was performing. They were a little rough on the edges. But, you know, something for people to see for free, you know. Can't go, can't go wrong. And what else? But the bands in the big lot where I'm going to see today is they're going to be performing... Army, they were playing some Morris Day in the time. They were playing some Ohio players. And these people that are playing the instruments weren't even born when the Ohio players. So it goes to show you the mark the remarkable music range that's out there for musicians. So it's it's great. All right, so let's get started. Before I get started, I do want to send my deepest sympathy to one of the greatest jazz pianists ever I've ever seen and perform. On TV, and I got, never got to see him live, but he's phenomenal. He was phenomenal. Mr. Ramsey Lewis passed away recently, this past week. 
Um, he was 87 years old. You're talking about a jazz pioneer. This guy was phenomenal. He's traveled all over the world, but he was just a phenomenal um, jazz pianist. He was, he did songs with, you name the person, he did it. Stanley Clark, all the rest of the cats out there, he did songs. But his one of his biggest songs he did um, with his jazz trio, I think it was an in crowd. That was, doom, 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 doom. I wish I could play it for you. And also, he had a real big hit with Earth, Wind, and Fire called Sun Goddess. Bayo, Bayo, bum, bum, Bayo, Bayo, bump it up, it, bump it, bye. You, you know the just to it. So he did that song with Earth, Wind, and Fire, Sun Goddess. If you get a chance, ladies and gentlemen, this song is phenomenal and the the vocal range arrangement to having it with Phil Bailey, Maurice White, and the rest of the cats on there. It's phenomenal. This that song came out in the 70s, but it goes to show you how long the longevity of that song continues to what it is. But I just want to say my deepest sympathy to Ramsey Lewis and his family. God God bless, because you were a phenomenal jazz jazz pianist you as a pianist period you're like you and herbie hancock right there not too many people know about you i know who you are so i want to send my sympathy to his family god bless and i hope you're up there playing with the other jazz greats with dizzy gillespie mel tomei who else put those in blues and was a bb but yes god bless and um once again my sympathy to the family all right so let's get started and today's show is called show me the way so what we're going to talk about is the browsers that are used today. So you're going to say, okay, we know what a browser is. You really? So a browser is a program with a graphical user interface for displaying and navigating between web pages. So say, for instance, like, you know, you type in YouTube, okay? But that's a binary system that's used, okay? So what they did was that they said, okay, let's try this so we can go from this this place to this place okay so that's how it came about a browser and there's also people who created these things so the precursors to the web browsers emerged in the form of a hyperlink applications during the mid to late 1980s uh tim berners lee is credited with developing in 1990 both the first web server and our first web browser called World Wide web no connotation with the other one and later he renamed it to Nexus. Okay, so it goes to show you that it started out from programmers that did this. Okay. In nineteen ninety-three, a team at the University of Illinois National Center for Com Supercomputing Applications released Mosaic, the first web browser to become popular with the general public. All right. Oh, uh, one more thing. I have the door open. So I got cheap sound effects here. So I'm close to the airport. So <laughs> all right. So all right, so uh, I will mention this too, that the oldest web browser used today is called Lynx. Not too many people have heard of Lynx. Lynx is a customizable text-based web browser for the use of cursor addressable character cell terminals, okay? Presently, it is the oldest web browser still in general use. It was launched in 1992 and still has active development, okay? So it's telling you that you still have a browser that's been out since, well, since almost 30 years. All right, 30 years still being used. All right, so next, we're going to talk about a browser that was really, really good that came out in the 90s when the 
the dot uh, com rage was out there. Okay. This one was called Netscape. Netscape was really, really good. I mean, it was a really good browser. Uh, for some years who are familiar with AOL, when you had to use the, uh, that junky browser they had on there, and then finally they got an interface where you could use Netscape. And Netscape was unbelievably great using it on their system. Okay. So Netscape was, pro- was a proprietary web browser, an original browser of the Netscape line from versions 1 to 4.08 and 9.x. It was a flagship product of the Netscape Communications Corporation and was dominant web browser in terms of user shares in the 1980s until about 2003 when it was bought up by AOL. This was created by Jim Clark and Mark Andreessen of Mosaic Communications Corporation, which was founded in April 4th, 1994. So it goes to show you that these browsers were developed really early, early, early on. And Netscape was like really good. It really, Netscape was a really good browser. It really was. I just think that they rested not too long and we're gonna get into that also. So what they're saying here is that um, they were they were the premier, one of the best browsers out there, period, okay? So what they did was, okay, what they're saying here had no, um, it said it had no impact and influence, but Netscape's graphical interface made the web accessible to everyday people, which it did. It was a great browser to use, okay? This was a gateway to early web, and this is from a professor from uh, American University back in 1995. Uh, but the thing that happened, the was it rewrote the code that they created in there, okay? And they're trying to do it from scratch. So it takes a lot of time to create code, create a new code for a new browser. That takes years, that takes a long time for researching it with the uh, software engineers, your programmers. Then you gotta write a script and everything. Um, okay, this led to versions 5.0 never being released and Netscape 6.0 release after almost three long years. See that? Uh, the period was enough to a competitor to take over the market with Netscape's market share hitting rock bottom. See, they eventually sold it to, to AOL. AOL finally gave up, which I think that, I thought Netscape was a phenomenal browser. I really do. It was great. It was a great browser. And you couldn't have asked for a better type of browser. I thought it was one of the best they ever had. Really, Mark Andreessen did a great job. Um, he went on to do other things. Uh, he's he's a venture capitalist now, but he's part of the Silicon Valley. How he's basically he started at him and Mr. Clark. You know they're engineers uh, at the University of Illinois, and they created Netscape. And man, I wish they had kept that thing going. It, I, I loved it. I really I enjoyed using it. Okay. Then of course here comes somebody with big big pockets. Somebody called Microsoft. And they decided to get into the game of browsers, okay? So, and the first version of Internet Explorer was born in 1994 when Thomas Reardon used source code from the Mosaic browser developed by Spyglass. Microsoft then licensed this software from Spyglass for a quarterly fee and royalties from its non-Windows sales. So Microsoft got over what they did, okay? 
Okay. Then Microsoft named the Explorer. Uh, it was included with the Microsoft Plus. Then into the OS, Windows 95, which was the gangbuster of operating systems at, back in the day. The initial six-person team uh, then further developed the browser to release Internet Explorer 1.5, which is now included for free on all Windows operating system, which is true. Okay. And also, I, I forgot to read this to you. The software that Microsoft had bought from Spyglass, they took Microsoft to court, and Microsoft uh, was sued for $8 million. And they wanted to sell them, but they felt there should have been more. So, all right. So, Microsoft, Internet Explorer. Everyone knows Internet Explorer. On your, on your, it's built into your OS. You can't get around it, okay? It's built in, into your OS. The version of Microsoft's second release for the Internet browser was also the first version to support Apple Macintosh and Power PCs. Microsoft also developed Internet Explorer. So you can support up to 24 languages, including Chinese, Japanese, and Korean. See, there you go. All right. So then now they're going to other languages now. So not only do you have the browser built into your OS, now you're able to have the OS support 24 languages. Brilliant. Brilliant idea. Then from 2013, 2015, to 2022, basically, give or take. Uh, Internet Explorer is the latest version of the Internet Explorer ever to release, and although it still hasn't added any new significant features, its performance has rem remarkably increased. Although Internet Explorer is considered slow and laggy by many users, primarily used primarily because of the poor performance of IE6, it has since improved, okay? This is one of these companies out there, you know, consumer type of thing. Uh, Site Point in 2013, Internet Explorer uh, 11 bested Chrome 30 and Firefox 26 in three out of four tests. And another test by the same company, 2015, IE 11 with, uh, with, uh, with Edge, Chrome, and Mozilla. This time, IE 11 came in last. So it goes to show you that there's other dogs out there. Okay. So, Internet Explorer saw its demise earlier this year. Um, it's no longer used. So now they've been using, well, the browser for IE, I mean, for Microsoft Edge has been out there, I say, the last few years. But, um, so yeah, it, they had to switch over to the browser because IE was just getting too slow. And it, it was, it really was. It was getting too sloggy. It just wasn't good, you know? So it had a 28-year run, you know, because you're having this software, your operating system, and you have this browser built in, okay? So, but to me, Microsoft wasn't making enough significant uh, changes to their browser. And then, you know, it, it just didn't work out. I mean, it just started getting slow and wasn't working that good anymore. So, and... That's why we have Microsoft Edge out there right now. All right. So we have we have another browser that's out there. Okay. And let's talk about, we'll save this one for last. We're 
we're going to talk about, bah, 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 bah. I did want to say this, um, real quick about Netscape. Uh, 1980, Netscape started an open source Mozilla project, which eventually resulted in the Firefox web browser. And then Netscape became AOL, then AOL, you know what happened after that. So, uh, but they did buy the um, Netscape source codes and everything from there. Uh, Netscape Navigator began with the NCA Mosaic browser and continues today with Mozilla Firefox, which we will get into later on. Okay. All right. So let's talk about another company you might know. You know them Apple, you know, iPhones, iPads, uh, the Mac, PowerBook, you know, they just got everything out there. Okay. And guess what? They have their own browser. All right. So, so, so most of you that use Mac, you guys are Mac, Mac, using Mac products or whatever, you know that your browser is called Safari. Okay. Safari is a graphical web browser developed by Apple. It primarily is based on open source software, uh, mainly WebKit. You know, it succeeded all the other ones. It did. You know, the Netscape, IE, okay. Okay, so this one's used primarily Mac OS, iOS, iPad OS, and there is a there was a Windows version from 2007 to 2012. Okay, so they did provide one, but eh, didn't work out. Okay, so so you don't forget now we have PC and then we have uh, Mac. Okay, so the browsers are going to be definitely different. Okay. I am not a PC, I mean a Mac Mac person. So I I'm gonna just go on the experience that I've used it. It's a very it's a it is a very good browser, okay? But I can't speak on it enough to say that I know a lot about Safari because I'm I'm still new to the game on, on Apple or Macintosh products. I know I know that they make a good they make good OSs. They're hard to get into. They're hard to infiltrate. You know, you've heard the stories that, hey, man, my my Mac went down. I spent more money. I should have turned around and bought a new PC because they're very hard to break into. But when they do, they're extremely hard to fix or you might as well buy a new one. That's why the price of them, the MacBooks are so expensive because it's a very sturdy OS system. And then you have an old... Um, then you have a browser that works on there that works that goes twofold to say that hey i gotta have this to work with this okay so this is why mac macintosh products are so good safari uh was introduced within the mac os uh panther in 2003 and it has progressed to different versions okay and there was a version that came out we're gonna go to this one this one came out in 2010 in 11th version and 20 September 2017. It added support for intelligent tracking prevention. Uh, there was another, there's a 13th version included various privacy and application updates such as FIDO2, USB security key, uh, authentication, and web Apple Pay support. So people that have the web, uh, web, the Apple Pay support on their phones, excuse me, this was a way the authentication could verify who you are and make sure your transaction 
was correct and is not being infiltrated or someone's trying to steal your money. That's what that merely means, okay? Then they said, uh, and then here has a, there was a 14th version released in November 2020, uh, which was 50% faster than Google Chrome, consumed less battery than other standard competitors. And then the 15th version, which is what they have out there now, has come with a feature with a design new interface. So this goes to show that the engineers at Apple, or excuse me, Mac, are not sitting on their laurels saying, hey, we got this, we're gonna stick with this. No, we're gonna say, guess what? We're gonna come up with something yearly to combat any kind of infiltration, hack attacks, um, you know, malware, anything like that. So you can't go wrong. They're, they're very, very, very good. They're very, very good. So I can't fault them for what they have. They're expensive, but they get the job done, okay? All right, so let's talk about something I use a lot okay so the browser i use and i'm using it right now <laughs> for this podcast i am using chrome chrome browser and i was i'm telling you, i haven't the other browser i was using um ie for a long time then i then i said you know what let me try using the chrome browser and I've been stuck ever since because I've been satisfied what they have. I just think that IE and um, Edge, I, I, like I said, they're, they're not very, uh, they're slogging, low, slow, whatever you want to call it, all right? And I think the only problem I had this year is when uh, Chrome got hit with a worldwide uh, virus attack. They immediately got that thing corrected within less than 24 hours. They sent out a new version of Chrome browser. You had to install it and you are fine. Okay. So, okay. So we'll talk about Chrome. Chrome is an internet browser released by Google. You know who those guys are. And people are saying, why is it so popular? Why is Chrome so good? Okay. So Chrome took over the market back in 2011. Um, Another one, Opera Mini, was really, uh, released to focus on the fast-growing mobile market. That's also for the phones. So, um, so these two engineers that developed the Chrome browser, which were Larry Page and Sergey Brin. You know the guys from Google. You know them, Alphabet. That's a corporate name, but it's Google. And they met at Stanford University where they, uh, they studied for their PhD in computer science. Uh, the duo launched Google in 1998. And Eric Schmidt was the one of the guys that was behind the, he was like the, I guess he was the mouthpiece, you could say, for for Google. And, I mean, excuse me, yeah, for Chrome, for the Chrome browser. So Chrome, um, this story started basically, uh, invention was in 2015 by uh, Mr. Eric Schmidt, who was no longer there. Okay, why is it called Chrome? Well, the product was named Chrome as an initial development project code name because it's associated with fast cars and speed. So you know that Chrome, everyone say, yeah, I got that Chrome engine. I got the Chrome fenders and all that stuff on there. This is basically what they're saying. It's shiny, brand new and fast, and we're gonna kick ass, okay? Google kept the development project name as its final release name as a cheeky or, or ironic moniker 
as one of the main aims was to minimize the user interface Chrome. Okay. And people want to know why is Chrome so popular today? Chrome surpassed all the other browsers at the time thanks to its lean design and low hardware footprint. Um, basically, it's an easy browser to use, user friendly. People don't want complicated things, very user friendly. Okay. Um, it has changed over the years. Like I said, with uh, Edge and Firefox. And it, you know, because it less RAM, it just stress on the pro on the processor. Okay. Since 2021, Chrome has 3.2 billion internet users worldwide. Okay. And second behind them is Safari with 576 uh users. And it goes to show you, you know, remember when I was saying earlier that Internet Explorer was the they were dominant, okay? They were dominant. But now you have Chrome, Safari. Then you got Microsoft Edge, okay? So, hey, those guys at Google, they're brilliant. So you know what? Let's do that. All right? Brilliant. Brilliant, 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 brilliant. You know? That's right. Cheer for them. Good for you guys. All right, all right, all right, all right. Maintain, maintain. All right, so these guys, you know how they are. They're making billions and billions of dollars. You know, they're doing the earbuds. They're doing, what else? Everything. So the OS, Android operating system, same thing. I use it on my tablet. You got Chrome browser on there. It's fine. I love using it. Great. All right, so... And like I said, it's a it's a very 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 easy uh, browser to use. It really is. It's very user user friendly. You know, you bookmark all your stuff in there. It's very user friendly. You can't go wrong there. Okay, so let's talk about this last one, and I use it too. This one is called Firefox. So remember we were saying earlier how. Netscape went from Netscape to AOL, whatever it is, and then and it became Mozilla, all right? Firefox and for Mozilla Firefox is a free open source web browser created by American uh, software company, Mozilla Corporation. In 1980, the company, excuse me, in 1980, the American internet services company, Netscape, like I was saying earlier, decided to uh, designate its navigator browser as open source for users began development of Mozilla Firefox. Okay. And once again, we got to talk about the history and its development. Um, Mozilla was developed by, by, was created by developers, computer developers, Dave Hyatt and Blake Ross. Um, they sought to create a light, fast loading browser that will appeal to users in its efficiency. Okay. They want see, they want to change. They're trying to make things simpler for the consumer. Not anything difficult, you know. We don't need any more stress. You know what I mean? They're just trying to make it things simpler for the everyday computer user. Two thousand two, they released their first browser, Phoenix, which soon included features such as bookmarking, for saving website addresses, and the ability to add extensions to modify or customize your browser. All right, so there's more information because of trademark disputes with the American software company, Phoenix technology, Phoenix became Firebird. So it's all about their trademark name. So, 
You know how it is. Hey, I got the name first. You didn't trade market, but it sounds too close to what we have. So guess what? You're going to change it. And that's what happened. It became Firebird. Um, 2004, Firebird didn't change its name to Firefox Network Infusion with an open source development project of the same name. So they're protecting themselves. They don't want any problems with the, you know, marketing and infringement. Okay. The first Firefox version 0.8 installed, included installed for Microsoft's Windows OS, okay, and had Google as its sole default search engine. Um, it said users had to add others manually, which is no, it's not a big deal. Go ahead, download it. Soon after the release of Firefox 1.0 in November 2004, the browser began to take a significant portion of the market from um, Microsoft's Internet Explorer. And this is what I'm talking about. Microsoft was sitting on their butt, waiting for, you know, not changing. Mozilla later expanded Firefox market worldwide, uh, adding support for 31 languages. Within weeks of release of Firefox 1.0, Mozilla also introduced Thunderbird, an open source email client that was developed to work in tandem with Firefox. So they had a mail email that was working with Mozilla. Okay. And they have, you know, built-in viruses protection against malicious, um, and for malicious software. And, you know, still moving, adding on. They were doing continuously. Firefox 3.0 in 2008 included a new web page rendering engine to improve performance. And then in June 2009, Firefox 3.5 included a new faster JavaScript engine, support for HTML and hypertext. We all know hypertext markup, markup language used for formatting web pages. Okay. So Firefox is a good browser. I use it at work. It works like a charm because sometimes you might have an application. It just will not work at all on IE. I mean, excuse me, on Edge or Chrome. So your next default is to use Mozilla, Firefox. Can't go wrong. And it works really, I, I, I have no problems with it. I'm, cause you know, everyone's soul is afraid of change. I'm one of them too. But when I started using, when I went from IE to Chrome, I said, this is great. Firefox is the same, I use it. I use it not as much as I do Chrome. I use Chrome a lot. Chrome is my, Chrome is my boy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I use Chrome a lot. You know, I bookmark my stuff in there. So when I, like, say, when I need to pay a bill, I'll go to the bookmark, boom, there it is, man. Keep it moving. All right. So let's get into it a little bit more. So, yeah, Firefox has really, really been doing their homework. And I really think that they're, they're going to come on stronger. Okay. Uh, Firefox dominance was attributed to this uh, stealing of users from Internet Explorer by Google Web's Chrome. But Google Web Browser Chrome, while Firefox share remains steady at uh, more than one third of the market. Okay. We we're saying earlier how Chrome has surpassed Firefox. Firefox is rated as the fourth most popular browser uh, after Chrome, Apple Safari, and Microsoft Edge 4. Point, and Microsoft Edge at 4.2%. So, yeah, that that's that's just what it is in a nutshell. So we need browsers to search certain, to search 
websites. You know what I mean? Not all what some websites could be blocked. Okay. Some like say, for instance, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but say for instance, you're on a particular, you got something from work saying, Hey, download this. Here's this link. Go here. Say for instance, use edge. Won't work on edge. Okay. I try Chrome. Won't work on Chrome. Mozilla works like a charm or vice versa. Any of them. It, it, it does happen. You get a link. Hey, won't work on Chrome. Let's go to edge. So it, it just, it, it's, it really matters how that link was created where it's, you know, like I said, there's a source code in there and if those source codes don't match up with a browser, of course, it's not going to work. All right. So, but yes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I do want to talk about a little college football. So that be our portion of the show on IT. But yeah, go ahead. Uh, I reckon you listen. I use Chrome a lot. I use Chrome every day when I'm searching on websites. And like I said, they got a major market share, and you, you can't fault these guys. Sergey Brin, Backpage, you can't fault them. They do a phenomenal job. They're really good, and and and, and they're great. They are great. So listen, how's I mean, it's, it's, how did everybody enjoy the first full weekend of NFL football? My Jets got their butt kicked by the. They hung in there tight with the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore is just too much. Okay, um, they got to get the quarterback situation straightened out. That's what they need to do. But today, uh, college football. There's a lot of games on today. The best game I'm looking at right now is University of Miami at Texas A&M. Texas A&M got beat by Appalachian State. People falling asleep on Appalachian State. Remember years ago, they went to Michigan at the big house. They blocked their uh, field goal, winning field goal kick, and they ran it in. Appalachian State. Michigan fell asleep, boom. They came in and beat them. Here, last weekend, Appalachian State went down to Texas A&M, College Station. Not only did they beat them, they even got a million dollars, million and a half. <laughs> okay? So, it's crazy. this football season is real crazy. And the NFL, I did not see the game the other night between Kansas City and the L.A. Chargers. I heard it was a really good game. I saw the highlights at ESPN. Um, a lot of people complaining about uh, using the computer to watch a football game. There's some delay and buffering. That Now, the buffering part, that had to do with your cable company. Okay? So I don't know who they have out there. I saw some reviews. You know, the play-by-play was really good. Al Michaels is a veteran over 50 years. Kirk. Kirk Herbstreit, who's doing uh, college football. Now he's doing NFL for um, Amazon. So, so I'm going to watch it one day. So, but other than that, people, um, I hope everyone gets out and enjoy themselves today. And it's a beautiful day here in Maryland. I don't know where some of you are, but please go out and enjoy this beautiful day because you know the weather's going to change. It's going to get cold, people. So get ready. Enjoy yourself this weekend. Uh, like I said, I'm going to go hear some music rap to get done this uh, podcast. And I'm going to hear some music. I'll tell you about it next week um, in our next week's show. And I'm hoping, what else? Enjoy, enjoy the rest of my weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoy your weekend because, like I said, the weather's going to change. You're going to be 
oh, it's too cold. It's too cold to do anything. But I told you, get outside and do something. So once again, my deepest sympathy goes out to Ramsey Lewis, uh, phenomenal jazz pianist. And just a few weeks ago, we lost organ player Joey D. Francisco. Francesco. And I don't know what to say, but Joey was much younger than Ramsey. Ramsey is 87 years old. So both of them were phenomenal keyboard players. So once again, get a chance to listen to the in crowd he did that. He did that back in the 60s. And then listen to the song he did with Upwind and Fire Sun Goddess. The vocal arrangement and the uh, keyboard playing is phenomenal. So get a chance to listen to that. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, have a great weekend. Enjoy yourself. Take care. Be good and be well.